hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. I'm your host, Drawplay Dave Rapocio, and this is the Drawplay Podcast. With me, as always, is Sam, the Tom Savage Messiah Grezis. I can't believe you called that. I... I mean, I can, because I did, right? And I was like, I'm pretty sure this will happen, and then it But did. I don't even think you believe half the things you say sometimes. That's why I'm so good at podcasting. Maybe you're more fitting for a radio show. Yeah, maybe. Those guys there you don't go. actually the believe podcasting, anything. Podcasting, for sure. Podcasting are where you believe you're, you put your actual thoughts on things because yeah. nobody's listening. Right. Radio shows is where you put what's going to get ratings. Because everybody's because everybody's listening. listening. Yeah. All right. Well... As a special week one special, very special, we have a guest for us this week, and it is Stu Scott Booyaz from KSK. Back again. Welcome back. Thank you. It's only been a little more than a year. Yeah, we had him on about pretty early in the uh, podcast cycle last year, uh, back when everything was still getting back on. Yeah, and I believe I mentioned uh, starting the site back up, too. Yes, we have brought him on as an opportunity to kind of detail the rebirth of not KSK. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, if you want to <laughs> go into that a little bit. Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, like most people, uh, disappointed after following KSK for geez, like a decade at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I really, you know, I wanted to just restart it like exactly as is, but, you know... It's, it with an expanded focus because like i think this sort of humor as to me it's like sketch comedy and writing so you know to, i wanted to restart it with sort of a broader focus so to include everything you know politics because you know a ksk even a ksk we sort of I mean, you know we went did. beyond just football yeah. yeah so i thought you know this needs this this can't you know just go it's such a unique form of comedy you know we got to keep it that's one thing I think I always liked about KSK was we always had those little, basically they were comedy skits because we mm-hmm. would draw, we would write like yeah. little screenplay of scenes. Yeah, they were literally there's no other plays. real, there's like no other football blog or site that ever really did that. I think the closest no. thing is like what uh, John does for SB Nation in, in that he like does kind of create character, yeah. but but that's like less sketch and more like. His are more like art pieces. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, trying to create like an yeah. art piece sort of like project. Right, right. Which is, I mean, I've talked about it on the show before and it's great and I love it, but it's it's a different thing. And, and there's no site devoted to it. Right, exactly. I mean, exactly. There are guys who dabble in it, but, you know, to me there's just so much potential because it's like, that. I mean, that's the key is like finding, a, you know, a sort of style of humor that's different from what everyone else is doing. That's what I liked about KSK mm-hmm. and that's why I really didn't want to see it mm-hmm. go. So... You know, I feel like instead of just sticking with football, we should go with you know a broader sort of focus, and that works too because you know a lot of you know, when KSK shut down, a lot of people went to door flies open and they do that that the football stuff really great. Right. So well, we don't want to step no reason to really either. duplicate right. it. Yeah, so you know, it'd be better to be more complimentary and, and do something that's you know sort of a broader focus. So you know, any of this that's why I think this would be an awesome thing. Uh, and. By the way, just just if if you weren't aware, uh, Stu Scott's Buyaz is like the guy that really kind of spearheaded the the relaunch. So all all credit all credit to him. Um, thank Sam's you. Sam's like the booth babe here. I I totally <laughs> am absolutely. Uh, but no, I did I just I just did want to you know make sure that you got. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I I mean, I'm glad. To, it certainly would be better than if it was only me. Yeah, sure. It's like you know, everyone is really busy, obviously, and this is not like something that you know everyone's quit their day mm-hmm. jobs for. So, you know, I am grateful for anyone's participation, but for me, this is just something. This is like blowing off steam for, for me. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, check out Door Flies Open. That's why. Too, yeah, I was talking. To, I was talking to Mike Tunison. I was actually talking to Mike Tunison recently, and I was like. And he's like, uh, you're not expecting to make any money off this right away, right? <laughs> it's like, nah, no. Nah, nah. I, I assume it's probably starting off the same way KSK did. It's, it's just an outlet to yeah. do dumb stuff. To do dumb shit, which is, exactly. which is what, I mean, that's why, I don't know. That's what it always has been. That's what it always should be. I think that there's that something pure when you're not yeah. really about the money. Yeah. That is an end unto itself. You have it sold out, man. To talk about stupid shit. Yeah. I, I will. I will sell out to Bud Light as soon as I fuck. Can. Fuck you. I'm Get just, off I'm the podcast. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bud Light sponsored your Twitch stream. You shouldn't. I talk did. About it. I fucking was so mad. I, so so peek behind the curtain. I just uh, finished my uh, Twitch 
live stream show for uh, Kissing Ivanka Trump. I don't know if you ever said the name of the website. Which is it's great. Kissing Ivanka Trump. Uh, dot oh, yeah, com. yeah. It's great. Uh, follow it. There's an RSS feed. Follow it. Um, and I do Twitch streams for myself, but also it's hosted on the site as well. Um, at, you know, twitch.tv slash robots fighting dinosaurs. I did my first Wednesday stream um, back today and lo and behold when i was checking on the screen uh stream to see if it worked um (laughs) what did i see but a fucking light uh, an ad for budweiser light they just knew you were up for anything god damn it it was like one of those style commercials too i was very angry and i'm it lasts a while too and they don't give you those 30 second remaining things yeah no you have to watch the whole damn thing Hey, how many times have you seen that an ad for that stupid-looking fucking Tom Cruise movie while I've been watching YouTube videos the past week? Because all right, you're gonna have to be more specific than um, stupid fucking Tom Cruise the movie new one. because that's the new one. Yeah. yeah. Again, you might have to be more specific because I they all blend together for me at this point. Is it like Jack Reacher two or what? Where he builds a drug cartel for the CIA. God. Like go away, Tom Cruise. Yeah, fucking... yeah, that sounds very Mission Impossible to me. Yeah, except he's just rehashing. Yeah, except it's like it's like Middle America Mission Impossible. Like I'm a pilot and I got into this crazy situation and now I'm in Colombia with drug lords. Is it, oh, I hope it starts with him in the in Medias Res and he's just like got guns pointed at him and then it goes. You might be wondering how I got into this situation. You, you joke. You joke, but from the trailer, it seems like that's the way the story is going to be told. Like, it seems like it's uh, told as, like, a video diary. Like, he's telling the story that already happened, like, to someone. And then you see, like, clips of it, and I'm just like, okay. Stop going to see Tom Cruise movies, people. Tropic Thunder was, well, I guess Edge of Tomorrow was okay. Edge of Tomorrow was okay because we just got to watch him die over and over again. Yeah, it was, yep. I haven't seen that. It's it's a really good action flick, honestly. It really is. It's a good sci-fi action flick. Uh, I wouldn't think about it too hard when you're watching it because it falls apart under any logic, but it is genuinely entertaining to watch Tom Cruise die over and over again. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's cathartic almost, really. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, God, screw you, Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. That that was a good death. Oh, cool! We get another one in about five minutes. I'm I'm good with it. Oh, here's a montage of him dying. I am so okay with this movie right now. Anyway, <laughs> I will be doing stuff for kissing Ivana, kissing Ivanka Trump. Um, at the All moment, right. I don't know when <laughs> I will be able to contribute. I'm currently swamped with commissions, and now that the football season has started up, I'm like pretty busy. But I promise I'll get we something on. Just do a on live there. doodle. The live, live doodle. doodle. <laughs> yeah, get on, get on that. Just draw get on that Twitch creative. Yeah, maybe you can guys watch me uh, draw football players' butts in yes. real time. Oh my god, yes! That's, You'll be the next Bob that's Ross. Anything I I've ever wanted. And here's a happy butt hair. And here's uh. another happy butt hair. And then we're gonna add a little bit of shadow because it's a little bit of a saggy butt. <laughs> I would. I, It'll be I very would peaceful. That. I would subscribe to anyone that can channel. draw a butt. And then I'm gonna draw a little Mark Sanchez running towards it. Yes. Yes, that'd be perfect. Yes, yes, yes. So now that we had that. Uh, our little plug at the beginning here, we could say this podcast brought to you by kissing Ivanka Trump. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's actually talk about football. Yes, we got football back this week. Sure did, and it was some, it was welcome. Some of it was it, was pretty good. Yes, some of it was really entertaining, and it started off in probably the best oh, way humanly God. possible with the Patriots getting their ass kicked on prime time in Foxborough. Tom Brady is bad now. Tom Brady is old and bad. <laughs> And he won't be that much better next week, calling it right now. Only because if I'm right, I'll look really, Against really the Saints smart. defense? I know. Like, yeah, I Saints know. defense is it's it's a bounce-back game. Really Anyone bad. who's really doomsaying the Patriots after one bad week is kind of a dumbass. Well, they've, they've done – I mean, they've done this exact same thing before. Although, I don't remember it – I don't remember the drubbings being this bad. I mean, Kansas City actually beat them worse last time this happened. Really? Was it? Okay. I didn't, yeah, I it didn't was a Monday the... night game, and they only scored one touchdown, okay. and it was Garoppolo at the end of the game who scored the touchdown. Like, Kansas City right. obliterated them. But, of course, that was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think Gronk may have been hurt or something. 
there was definitely a moment that season where the Patriots, like the Patriots had like a lot of injuries to their wide receivers or something. So Brady didn't have like any weapons at all, but they right. got shellacked. And for a week, the only thing anyone could talk about was how the Patriots dynasty was finally over. And then meanwhile, Bill Belichick's like on to Cincinnati and then they won two Super Bowls since. Sure. So don't doom say the Patriots until the Patriots are actually doom. Like until yeah. they miss the yeah. playoffs, just shut the fuck up. Yep, yep. <laughs> I just kind of want to call it right now because if I'm right, I'll sound really smart. The thing is, no. like Brady's getting older. Brady is getting older, and he looked. I mean, don't do it, Sam. He, shut the he fuck up. Bad. What did I just say, Sam? He looked bad. He, he did that leather game bad. too. There's usually one game a year where he doesn't look like a good quarterback. It happens to him once or twice a season. Okay. It just does. Don't say it, okay. Sam. Okay. Don't say it. Not saying, but just saying. I'm done. Uh, good for the Chiefs, yes, by the way. Good, for uh, the Chiefs. good job for Kareem Hunt uh, coming back from a awful first carry to completely stun everybody. Yeah, be the be the best. Uh, have like the best rookie outing by a running back in NFL history. Can you also, Sam, can you believe that they stuck Mark fucking Wahlberg out at the beginning of that game? Yes, yes, I can. <sighs> I, They're sticking Mark Wahlberg fucking everywhere. You can't... I, he's fucking everywhere. I think everywhere. the worst part about that game was the fact that it was he very publicly left the game halfway yeah. through yep. last year yep, yep. when they were losing horribly mm-hmm. because he's a bandwagon bitch. That's what he is. I think this part of Boston's plan to become as even more insufferable. Yeah, they revel in the hate. So this is like, but they're not very become more good at it though. The Boston fans, like you look at like Cowboys fans or Steeler fans. The one thing I'll give them over Patriots fans is they seem like they understand they're the villains, mm-hmm. and they just like, yeah, we're the best. Woo! Yeah. Whereas Patriots fans almost seem like they go out of their way to find ways that they're disrespected. Just yeah. so they can. They come think back. everyone likes them. Yeah, it's just weird. I was just like, Brady's the best. How can you not like him? Because go away. Yeah, because you're kind of. They're dicks all a about bunch it. of insecure teenagers. They're like an in that basically they are teenagers because the Patriots weren't relevant, really relevant. Yeah. Until roughly twenty years ago, so they're all still young and Boston fans were used to being losers. So now they're dealing with this fandom and they still haven't gotten over themselves in a way that like the adults in the room of assholes are the Cowboys fans. They're a, right. They've grown into their assholeness. <laughs> they, they're, they're not changing. They're just going to be assholes forever. Whereas Patriots fans are still like, no, we're, we're assholes too. Come on guys. Stop disrespecting us. It's pathetic. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so outside Tom Brady, there was also a lot of other bad quarterbacking this weekend. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You know who didn't do that? Who? Well, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, who you're thinking bad. of. Yeah. Sam. Yep. Yep. We'll Don't worry. It. We'll get to it. So Scott Tolsey. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. I'm <laughs> exactly I'm torn between was... How does he have a job over Colin Kaepernick? I mean, seriously. Oh, man. He was bad two pick sixes in like one half friggin awful it was awful it was bad i was torn between whether he or andy dalton had a worse week mm. and i i don't know i almost want to pick tolzine simply because tolzine actually got benched right and but... and threw two pick sixes whereas dalton i mean he had three picks and a fumble yeah no pick sixes but that's four turnovers. no pick sixes Four turnovers, but like Andy Dalton's also like a proven starter, and Scott Tolzine is well, not who. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm thinking like. But this is Scott Tolzine, just somebody Jim Ursay knows, and and like he lost a bet to him. Jim like, Ursay doesn't even know what team he's playing. No, Jim Ursay like congratulated the 49ers on their win. Yep. After he <laughs> lost to the Rams. <sighs> Yeah, it's a big state. Lord. <laughs> How does that happen? Like, the Rams don't even look like the 49ers. I, same well, Ersay does do a lot of drugs, allegedly. Does Pagano do drugs? Pagano's the one who said it. Pagano, 
Pagano, oh, Pagano was on drugs legally. I'm sure it was. It was. It wasn't Urse. It was Pagano. Pagano in the press conference, oh, okay. like said, just like, yeah, we got our butts kicked by the 49ers. <laughs> like, like, good job, 49ers. And it's like, um, that was that was the Rams. <laughs> like, I know it's weird to see the Rams look Be that good, good yeah. but like, yeah, I love their uniform. Yeah. Oh, those new That's uniforms true. are sick. The new uniforms They're, are very, very good. I like them a lot. Good. I wish I get rid of all the gold though. Like they kept the gold with shoulder. Yeah, gear. it muddies it a little bit, I think. But that's just me. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with the little hints of gold. Sure. I'm definitely okay with the less, much lesser gold. And the helmets are so much better. The helmets than they are were. very, very good. Very, very, very good. I think I'm mostly okay with them keeping a little bit of gold because there's are are already plenty of teams that have white and blue. As they're basically their yeah, two co- like true. the Colts, yeah. the Colts are white yeah. and blue. The um, I guess uh, I'm trying to think who else is white. The Bills are kind of white sure, and blue. Sure, there's there's a lot of white and blue, so a little bit of gold there goes a little bit towards making it slightly distinct. Outside, like the helmet, which is one of the best, probably the best helmet in the league. Yeah, oh, and it, and yeah. it has been for like even when it was bad, it's still it was still like the best one in the league, I think, by a not insignificant margin. Every helmet that is not just the logo slapped on it is pretty great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... They need to do more creative helmets. That's why I like the Vikings logo for that reason as well. Yeah, I was like, going to say The Vikings. Eagles helmet's real good. Yeah, uh, the Eagles helmet is really... Especially when they go back to the Kelly green, which, like, I've said it on the podcast before, just why don't they go back to the Kelly green? The green and white. Don't. It's really good. It's really, really, really good. Oh, man. There, there are some helmets that are just so bland. They just need a little bit of something, and that, that could be the something. Just stop using the logo slapped on there. Like, some of them, it kind of makes some sense. You can't really do much with, like, the Packers. Yeah. It's Because it's, it's already kind of, like, contoured to a helmet. But, like, the Panthers helmet? Yeah. Panthers helmet is garbage. It it's just cool. so bland. Panthers helmet screams with 90s, yeah. which is what it is. Well, so, so the funny thing is, like, I would love it if they brought back the Falcons helmet from the nineties. Yeah. That, that was a good helmet. The bright red well. helmet. The bright red helmet. And also, I also, I really want them to bring back the old logo, the old Falcons logo too. Cause it was so much better than, I mean, what they did for the new one is they like had the old one and they were like, how do we make this good for the early two thousands? And they, then they took the skew tool and then they like clicked and dragged it's italicized. The it to the left. It's italicized. Yeah, they, they, italicized they highlighted it. the F and then put it in italicized mode and maybe bolded it because it's a little thicker. Yeah, maybe. So that's what the Falcon is now. Yeah. It's a bold and italicized yeah. version of their former logo. I it's I like the Browns helmets though, I do. I do. I, I do. like the Browns. Yeah, I do. I mean, they're there. They're, I, well, they're just fine. No reason. But, well, well, I I like I prefer them to like just the logo ones. You know what I mean? Like I I prefer them. I think they are less bland, oddly than like. Yes, it's an addiction by subtraction yeah, sort yeah. of deal. The the Bills should just do a red stripe on their helmets and not have the logo. That would. Look well, really what if good. they had like. Because on the Bills logo, it's kind of like the stripe coming off of, like, the eye and the horn. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be pretty cool if they still had, like, the eye and the horn oh, on there with really the red stripe cool. coming off of it. That would be super, super cool. I think that'd be pretty neat. I would love Anything that. Anything is better than the uh, Jags helmet where they yeah. tried to do something different, but they still just, just slapped the logo work. across it. And, and it's just, a Jaguar. just yeah. bad. Well, It's a very literal. Yeah, but, but then they did the friggin' – they try to be, like, do the um, – what is it? Does Notre Dame do the um, chrome helmets? Yeah, they do. They, they tried to do like the gradient with like a weird blue green into chrome, and it's just weird, especially when you have the logo covering most of it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, not great. Not great. There's definitely yeah. some teams where I think the logo does work because the logo is simple. Like, I think the uh-huh. Cowboys helmet works because the Cowboys oh, yeah. helmet, it's just a star. Right. Like, I think that yeah, works perfectly yeah, fine. fine. But it's, if it's a simple shape, I kind of, I kind of wish, like, the Giants helmet didn't have a logo on it. I think it would, if it was just the blue helmet with a red stripe in the middle, I think mm-hmm. that, I think that would work. It looks good on you. <laughs> it does. That That is my logo. <laughs> I'm at <it> right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, enough about helmets. Let's talk more about football. Uh, the Bears almost beat the Falcons. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. Maybe my uh, my prediction was a little bit off base, but I do I do think that the Bears will suck a lot. And if you looked at the defense they were playing, um, Atlanta wasn't really ready for them to just take away Julio. Like they were double teaming Julio Jones on every play. And I mean, I don't know. if... You think a team that made its last season on just how many weapons it has and well, how it yeah. can utilize them would you know figure out a way but um um, um no, falcons are trash well okay 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 <laughs> ben, ryan, okay, ben not, ryan had a pretty good game not though so, not so fast mr don't uh don't don't be so quick don't to judge trust the, the falcons <laughs> don't trust the falcons until they give you a reason to trust them well they won the game which they never have they won the game barely barely won the game by like what six? Do you get my pun points? here? Barely. Yeah. Okay. I I wasn't gonna <laughs> dignify that, but it's it's amazing that Matt Ryan barely barely uh, okay. beat out Mike Glennon. Like that that is an incredible battle of wills right there. Like A plus to you, Matt Ryan. A plus to you, Falcons, for overcoming the danger of Mike Glennon. Do you want me to find the like <laughs> stat line for you for this game? <laughs> Matt Ryan got me decent fancy points. Yeah, Matt Ryan did that. fine. Mike Glennon. Eh. He did have over. T- he did have like twenty points. That's true. That's true. That's so- about the same amount of points they had in the game <laughs> against the Bears. They had like I thought they had like thirty something. No, it was like twenty seven, no, right? Twenty six, twenty seven. I no, it was, was it like possible it was the like Bears won't be as bad. Twenty one to. Tw- 19 or something it wasn't 20 no the the falcons won by six or seven points yeah i think it was 23 17 23 17 yeah okay that's that that's that's all right um kevin white bears um first round receiver pick uh he continues his tradition of being put on ir after week one listen as long as he gets paid I mean, that's a way to do it. That is, in fact... Just, just don't have him play football. In fact, that is actually the most brilliant way to do it, is to, to do your training camp, get a horrific injury in week one, uh, do that for like three years, stash the money away, and then leave without brain But he's got to pay all the medical bills. Like, that's the problem. Like, he still has to pay for all the surgeries and stuff that he has to deal with. Doesn't the team have to pay this. for that while he's on the roster? No. Yeah, okay. I don't. I'm pretty I sure the team's going to pay for it. I mean, he's still going to have to pay for it at, when he's gone. Like all the lingering effects are going to hurt him. Well, sure, but I th- I still think uh like kicker, punter, or um probably backup quarterback is is the best place to be if you want to make money and be fine. Sure, sure, but at the same time, you gotta like if this indeed is a grift. Um, the thing that I think is brilliant about it is because it, it has a specific end date. It's it, it's probably not as lucrative as like getting a job as a uh, kicker, punter, backup quarterback. Um, and definitely it's not as like you, you have to plan long term with this one, right? You have to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to make $40 million across three the years. The problem is he's like – is he? Because he's on a rookie contract. That's the problem. Oh, that's right. He's not I making he the money. The contract. He's yeah. not making the money yet. He, you got to hit your first big payday yeah, and then start fucking. And up. then maybe try this grift. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a that's a key key element that I totally forgot about. Um, but by the way, is backup QB the best gig in the NFL? I think I, I think it totally is. I mean, look at look around the league right now. I mean. I mean, you probably get paid pretty well. I mean, even terrible quarterbacks get back. It's probably – yeah, it's easy. It's probably easy to keep a job unless you're really, really bad I, or you stand up for something. Do you want me to – like, <laughs> I could call – Scott Tolzien got to start. I was going to yeah, say, seriously. I could call the Indianapolis Colts right now and be like, hey, are you guys taking walk-ons? And, like, yeah. I, fucking I could beat out Scott Tolzien for a quarterback job. You think, you think backup QBs sometimes are really disappointed when the guy goes down injured? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, there are Shit, definitely some QBs, especially the ones who have been in the league for a while, and they're clearly just cash and paychecks, like Chad Henne. Yeah. Like, I don't think Chad Henne would be anymore. excited to see Bortles go down, because Chad Henne is probably quite comfortable where he is. Well, it's like whenever you're Working on when you're at work, right, and you're like, and you're getting paid, and you've like done all your stuff for the day. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, this last project came in. You don't have to stay late, but like. You're gonna have to stop browsing Reddit and actually do some work now, right? Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, oh, my uh, my superior is out sick or something, so I have to cover for yeah, him for yeah. like the rest of the day. Oh God! All right, their fine. Running back. It's pretty pretty good gig to be a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and and I, it appears to be a very easy job to get as long as you know, <laughs> as long as you don't stand up against police Can't brutality, right? You know, that's yep. uh, as long as you don't have opinions. As long as you don't have opinions. Well, the fucking shut up and look yeah, pretty. Shut up and look pretty. <sighs> Did you guys fucking Sam. see Tyler Eifert's tweet, by the way? No, what did he tweet? Uh, it, it was one of the dumbest tweets I think I've ever seen. It, it, on the face of it, he That's was... That's saying something. He, um, he was talking about uh, Pat Tillman, um, and he was like, this is... He had, he had custom cleats made with, like, that was a tribute to Pat Tillman, and he was like, this is why I stand for the anthem. The stupid thing about that is if, if you know anything about Pat Tillman... I mean, yes, he was a war hero and he served his country with pride and honor. And he, I mean, he loved America and far be it for me to say what he would do in this scenario. But he was, I mean, pretty much as bleeding heart liberal as they come. Um, He most likely would have been like supported, if not supported Kaepernick's actual protest, been like, yeah, you know, he, he he has the right to do that and these are injustices that absolutely need to be paid attention to or have attention paid to them. And and it, it just seemed like he was so clearly subtweeting, not just Kaepernick, but like the Bennetts and everyone who like chooses to, you know, do this protest. And it, it fucking... Anyone who makes this about like the troops is automatically I I just write them off as people yeah. who just don't get it yeah because I mean, it, it was never about the troops nope his protesting has never been nope. about no. the troops in fact it's most of the oh my god most of the comments from veterans that I've seen don't give a shit like the thing that they most veterans I have talked to about this and I don't know many but the ones that I have talked to have said that they don't give a shit about Gabernick's protest, regardless of whether or not they like, yeah, sure. Why not? That's fine. Whatever. What they care about is like people disrespecting the flag. And by that, I don't mean like burning it or like pooping on it or stepping on it or whatever. By that, I mean like putting the flag on a bandana and wearing it. Right. Or like, having american yeah that seems way more disrespectful than kneeling during the national. yeah right right you have the <laughs> mm-hmm. symbol of your country that you are or wearing it as a bikini exactly or, that, or and i was like i never beater i never thought about that and i was like yeah wow that's kind of a. yeah, yeah i but- knew i met somebody once who had a uh hanky that was colored like an American flag, mm-hmm. and the only thing I could think of was like, "That's super rude to the American flag. Yeah, you You're constantly your, blowing all your fluids all your on snot. it." That's like, like I love America. That's paper. why I blow all my snot onto it. I want to. I want to remember America every single time I blow my nose. God bless you, and God bless America. Whenever I have sinus <laughs> issues, I really just love America. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did he wait? Hold on. Did he fold it like the flag every single time he put it back in his pocket? I, I, I didn't catch it. I just it was one of those situations where it was at like a big public gathering. <laughs> I think it was at like a festival, and I just saw him like bust it out of his pocket and like blow his nose, and it was like in passing, and I didn't really register it until like five minutes later when I was like, wait a minute. I want to circle back just real quick because this is a public gathering, right? This is a big thing. And he, well, okay, was he wearing like a suit or something? Was it like nice clothes? But no, shirt? okay. He, I mean, he looked like your average redneck. Okay, I, I'm imagining this person dressing himself, and he's like, okay, you know, it's a fairly casual. I can wear a t-shirt or you know, a flannel, whatever, probably some jeans. And then he opens a drawer with like 36 identical American flag hang- handkerchiefs. Each marked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now, Sunday. Now, this guy was not, was not high enough class for this. 
You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what kind of. He's probably blown to that a lot of oh, times. Gross. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, it may not even his nose either. It. Gross. Yo, speaking of yeah, <laughs> probably true. Uh, I I just I. Uh, uh, it's sad. It's just sad. You know what else is sad, Sam? What? The Cardinals. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> sad. Way. Larry Fitzgerald did okay for my fantasy team, but everything else about that was pretty sad. Yeah. David Johnson is that American flag handkerchief. Yeah, oh, no. No, just crumple him up and put him into your pocket. No he's, more. He's done. Yep. Poor David Johnson. And that's pretty much the Cardinal season because he was basically the offense. I mean, Nobody really yep. believes in Carson Palmer anymore. Yeah, he'll be fine, I think. Like... Uh, like next year, I don't. I mean, he's a young. He's very young. He'll he'll be a superstar. Oh but. oh, I I thought you were talking about Carson Palmer oh. for a second oh, no. there because that was the last name I mentioned. You're like, oh, young. he's still young. He's gonna be fine. He's only gonna be like forty. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. My my opinions on Carson Palmer are very different. Yeah, I don't think 2005 Carson Palmer was very no good. no. Let alone 2017. I, I guess I think we were all kind of waiting for, and I don't know if this is the moment or not, but where Carson Palmer like falls off the cliff of being like slightly better than mediocre, because I think we all like we all saw hints of it, and we all have been seeing hints of it every year. Like he has a complete dog shit game, like terrible. And mm-hmm. I think we all know that that like once he gets past a certain age, it will only be that. And I don't unless you're Tom Brady. <laughs> unless you're Tom Brady, that's true. Um, Until now, I, I'm I'm wondering if this is that flip. It might have. His second half. Are you suggesting really he was good last year? No, I'm not suggesting. I'm no. saying. I'm saying that like generally. <laughs> slightly above mediocre is kind of where he sits. Yeah, I wouldn't call him trash yet. Yeah, no, he's Last not. Last year he was he was like middle like probably like slightly less than average at best. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't I I he was not trash. It's not like we were talk we're talking about a uh, future MVP Jared Goff here. Sure. From last year. Yeah. We're talking about just just generally if he just bad enough to keep the team out of the playoffs good enough to keep them like in the hunt competitive in the hunt yeah yeah to keep his job i guess too the old ryan Tannehill, i call it yeah except better you know yeah good enough to give the ball the guy to someone else yep, yep. yeah yeah that's isn't that the truth shoot mm-hmm. here you do something with this <laughs> it's, it's your turn now it's your turn now please go over there <laughs> Uh, poor Cardinals. Poor Cardinals. Their defense didn't look that great either. Like, for for yeah. for a defense that's supposed to be one of the best in the league this year. Really? Is that what they were saying? I mean... I don't remember reading anything about that. I feel like the Cardinals defense being real good is like a holdover from when Carson Palmer was still good. That's like 2015 talk. I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's just like everyone's still like super They're also sexy old. For like that whole... Shit. It's that that whole team is so old. It's it's just like Phoenix itself. It's full of old people <laughs> who have come there from other places yeah, and they're just to die. They're just old. Yeah. They're just slowly working out their lives, you know. It's comfortable because it's warm there. That's that's what it's a good, yeah, Arizona good, Cardinals. It's a good place are. to just hang out and and drift away and disappear with the sands of time. <laughs> You know what defense was uh, not as good as everyone expected, but I kind of predicted. Yeah, the the Texans. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. You said that exact thing. I told and... you they're going to regress. Like they'll still be good, mm-hmm. but they're not going they, to be what they were last. They year. They weren't even that good. Like no, they honestly, weren't. That they were good. pretty bad. JJ Watt had his like entire hands full. Like, he, and I mean, he can't do it all on his own. But no. He didn't even look close to good. I was I was fully expecting the Texans to get the tragedy bump. Uh huh. Yep. Well, and they we, we all know like they okay, got a tragedy anyone, bump, all right? Yeah. They, 
we all know what I mean by the tragedy book. Right. Well, like, well, it, it's kind of a taboo thing, but if something bad happens to a player or a team, like a city, they get the tragedy book. We can say where they narrative, play right? Inspired. Like, inspired. Yeah. Yes. The, the narrative. Like bump. New Orleans after Katrina, yeah. how they had their like first game and they were a terrible team, but they won mm-hmm. that game and it was such a great moment for the city. Like, wow, that's, that's the tragedy bump. Like Brett Favre, his dad died and then he played then it he out of his the, mind. Yeah. Tragedy bump. The flu game. I mean, it's there, there, mm-hmm. there are a ton of uh, stories about that, but what I'm so like, it was so – I was – I think everyone was expecting Houston to not just win but have, like, a pretty dominant win. And I, I just, like – the way that this game was broadcast and the way that uh, the way that it was called, like, the way that the analysts treated it before and after the game, like, because fucking J.J. Watt did a lot of great shit for the community. What was it? Like, last mm-hmm. count, $20 million? Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah. And he actually, like, knew where the money was going, and, like, as opposed to the Red Cross, who, fuck yeah. if they know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just was very, um, <laughs> I was very ready for, like, uh, for the narrative to, I guess, be fulfilled. And it wasn't, and that confused me a lot. It was weird. Yeah, you didn't get the first game, Saints. You got the two and thirteen after that. Yeah, yep, 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 for sure. Texans. Uh, let's talk about you being right about Tom Savage. Yep. Um, congratulations, <laughs> by the way. You called that. I did. Uh, I I applaud you for that. That was that was a I good call. You Tom Savage I was bad. Well, didn't think Tom Savage was going to get benched against the Jags. Sure. I thought he wasn't going to be good, but against the Jags. Like he'd be okay right. because they're the Jags, but no, Tom Jags. Savage got sagged like six times. times. Oh, it was really bad. Just they just beat the hell out of him, and he sucked anyway. Yep, yep. But if you get if you allow a bunch of sacks, why are you benching the quarterback? <laughs> you know that's actually a very good question. It's like putting the the guy who got murdered in jail. Yeah, or something. yeah. Jeez. Just bench, bench the entire it's, O-line. Put in Deshaun. It still baffles me that um, Bill O'Brien had this stupid reputation as the QB whisperer. Again, why? Because he coached Tom Brady for a couple seasons? Yeah. Or, like, did he do something at Penn State? Oh, I feel like he did whatever. something slightly relevant at Penn State. But he has this reputation as the QB whisperer. And the Texans' QB situation, since he's been there, has been just garbage. Yep complete it's been he just, he just whispers in the trash he just whispers in their ear he'd be more like Tom Brady <laughs> Please, but that's not that's not gonna do that it that would really help that's me out that's not gonna do it that's not have you been watching the videos of Tom Brady that I've been sending you do more oh, yeah. do it more like that just do it just do it more like that please for me just do it like be Tom. good don't just, be just, shitty just look look for the small shifty white guy on like every play like it'll work trust me and it, That's what Tom Brady does. It never does. It never does. Wait ten, wait, wait ten seconds in the pocket for an open receiver, just like we do in New England. <sighs> I'm trying to think of all the quarterbacks he's not uh, whispered so far. I, I'm thinking like Brian Hoyer, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe. Um, then we had Brock Savage. Uh, Ryan Mallett. Remember oh, Ryan Mallett? I didn't. I'm, like, I'm glad you reminded me. Two games of Ryan Mallett? I'm glad you reminded me of Ryan Mallett because I totally forgot about Ryan Mallett. Not even know. Ryan Mallett remembers that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, the, the Texans are bad. Uh, good for the Jags, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That Bortles, I mean, we were all ready to write him off. Good. But, no, he doesn't look Fournette, good, but he doesn't look Fournette as good. Fournette looked good. Yep. Bortles doesn't look uh, as trash. He's going to as... be dead by the first time, like, his first contract is up. Fournette's going to be dead. He, he had, like, 20 carries in the first half. Yeah. Like, Fournette is going to be ridden into the ground. Yeah, probably. Unless yeah. unless Bortles kind of gets his act together a little bit more, which is let's, unlikely. Let's not be unreasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just thought I love how the Jaguars blow out a team and no one talks about Bortles. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're the quarterback of the team. No one is even talking about you. Like, oh yeah, he's a quarterback. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare to see that happen. But I think we should save some time for probably 
the most interesting game of this entire week, and it was the very last game. Because I think yep. there's there's a lot to parse about this yep. one. Yep. So I feel bad for everyone who didn't watch the full thing or went to bed because, oh, it's just the Broncos versus the Chargers. It's like the second part of a doubleheader on ESPN. Everyone's going to go to bed. No one wants to watch this except for like the fans of the team. This ended up being the most fascinating game. I wouldn't say it was like the best game. It was probably one of the best games. But in just in terms of how wacky everything was and i'm not just talking about the game itself oh, which yes. was plenty wacky i'm please, talking about please. the presentation yeah, please let's, of this let's, game let's and i think we that. need to start that with was that. a romo game right no no romo this was the rex no. Ryan romo game. oh yes yeah, fucking Ryan. great yes before we get into this romo <laughs> a plus debut romo, honestly you're the you're amazing i was bro. i was entertained i was completely like he was in the booth with Jim Nance, if I remember right. And I was like, yep. oh, I don't hate this. In fact, I like this. Peter King's Peter King spent like 600 words talking about him. In his uh, yeah, I know. It's, just talking I, about his... I hated that, but... Well, everything about Peter King is, is just bad. But yeah. good for Tony Romo. Like, there was a video compilation <laughs> of him, him correctly yeah. predicting what the play was going to like, be before it happened. A bunch of times. It was great. Like, a lot. Like, it was not, like, five times. No. It was, like, 15 or 20 times where he was just like, all right, I bet you five bucks is going to be a run to the left. And then it was <laughs> a run to the run left. left yeah. And even Jim Nance was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. He was well-spoken. He uh, he didn't, like, butt in. He wasn't inane. He wasn't hitting us with cliches. He was being informative mm-hmm. on why the plays were happening, what, like, what the players were assigned, what they were doing. Like, it was a really good experience and i hope he tries this hard for a long time yeah and he doesn't we get could, lazy like it could be the next troy thing. aikman <laughs> please don't no don't jinx him like that my dude that's he's okay he's very different he has no championship <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the key is you gotta get you gotta get analysts that don't have championships although you can't be a good quarterback i mean i guess rex ryan well i don't yeah, if we're going to talk about analysts without championships, we're going to yeah. have to talk about... I mean, if Tony Romo was the gallant here, then ben Rex Ryan the was the goofus and also on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. This, his debut was abysmal. It was so disappointing. So we were watching the... We watched that game from front to back. Uh, Ray and I did together, and... Um, at first we were like so they introduced the game we were like rex ryan seems to like not know what he was doing and then there was a i want to say a good five minute period where uh beth mowens i don't know how to say her last name um i think it's mowens um who i i think did did probably the best job she could have done with what she had um where so there was this five minute period where just Rex Ryan wasn't saying anything and like Beth was like giving him <laughs> probably there, there was like leaders and stuff and, and we were like what ha? is he like taking a shit like is he not in the booth because <laughs> it, it Rex it became obvious Rex. it became obvious that she was just filling space and like trying to yeah. trying to help out like her partner in the booth and like he just wasn't I, I made it, I make jokes about. I think Rex was elbow deep in some nachos at that point. Everyone was making jokes like he's drunk, and I was like, no, I, no, and that's the problem. The problem is that he is stone cold sober, and I saw somebody say that like watch it um, and listen to his uh, commentary with the knowledge that he's trying not to curse. And it was very enlightening because it's pretty much exactly what was happening. You could tell, like, he would have a thought, but he'd have to hold back half the words in the thought Mm -hmm. and make sure it actually worked for television. So I think if you did get him drunk and put him on an uncensored broadcast channel somewhere, he could be salvageable. Here's what what I think they need to do with him. They need to... Um, put him on this, make him a sideline reporter and just give him a seven second delay 
and just unleash him, like challenge the other players to like eating contests, just shoot the shit with everyone. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. I kind of want to see him. Uh, you know how some of the broadcasts have like halftime sort of like skits and everything where they just like let, I don't know, Frank Caliendo be a dumbass yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. Like I kind of yeah. want to see, I just want to like, here, here's a little bit of money, Rex. Go do something weird. <laughs> That we can play at halftime sure. when nobody's really watching. Just have some antics or something. Yeah, you can't put Rex in a no, box. No. Yeah, let him fly free. It was so disappointing. I was really excited it was for it, too. Very like, bad. I, we were both really excited for it, I think. I was very excited because I, I just wanted to hear him ramble. Yeah, and he like, didn't. I, like, I kind of expected him to not be good but i expected him to be entertaining right and he just wasn't right. he was abysmal i don't i mean seriously just put him in a seat and mic him up and that's yeah it. It, but but i think maybe like don't tell him he's mic'd up yeah exactly you can yeah you can't right i think i think that is the uh i think that's the key is there's some sort of um what is it? It's observer's uh, bias. I what? What is the quantum theory thing that that says when you are looking at a particle, you can't you can't uh, observe a particle directly, or the particle's behavior will change. That's what's happening with Rex Ryan, quantum Rex Ryan. We need to get we need to get quantum Rex Ryan up in the booth, and uh, then we'll yeah. have a good a good thing. But um, I I it's so. The, the shitty thing about this is that it made Beth look – well, depending on your yes. opinion, it made Beth look either really good. Like, I mean, in my opinion, I was like she's working I really I think a hard, lot of but... people – like spe- big special shout out to Beth Moens. She was put in – like Just she, no she basically made history last night and she, she was did. put in like the absolute no win situation because – she was put across from a sober imbecile yeah. who had no idea what to say and you could tell she had given up on him halfway like halfway through the second quarter she realized she was working with nothing here mm-hmm. and she was just like asking rhetorical questions where she'd ask a question seemingly to Rex and then answer it before Rex would because Rex's answer was just going to be crap anyway right but it, uh, she did reasonably well for what she was, the position she was in. And I, it's not really fair that she's getting some hate because I, out of that entire production, and I'm talking the entire production, she was easily the only decent part. No, yeah, of course, of course. Because it wasn't just Rex Ryan that was terrible. It was the entire production value. Sir, and sir, it's normally Sergio was kind good. of I liked that. Sergio. Sergio was fun. Now, but... Hold on with that okay <laughs> the entire like the production value on the second game on the first week of the season every year with espn usually isn't great mm-hmm. because they don't have two t- broadcast teams mm-hmm. they probably right. like split off their one broadcast team and they put all the good people in the game that everyone's gonna watch but this was this was the first time i really remember just the entire time being appalled with just how bad everything was the mm-hmm. camera shots were bad like the edit like the cuts were weird there was the sound mixing was atrocious you That's could true. barely hear rex you could like beth sounded like she was trying to yell just to be heard like you couldn't hear the announcers the game was too loud there was like this weird clicking noise that was happening constantly in the background it was just it was an f for presentation mm-hmm. f for presentation F, F. And then there was Sergio Dip. Okay. Come on, man. Uh, it was great. Right, I, it was great. It, the true star of the he, he played it off. This, this is another left shark thing. And I want to I say this before you start trashing him. This is another <laughs> left shark thing. He was bad. Like, he did a very bad job when he was on camera. And I can't argue with that. He wouldn't argue with that. Um. But then immediately afterwards, he got on Twitter and and was like joking with people about it on Twitter, being really self-effacing and kind of dealing with that in a very fun way. Um, and like then right after, like everyone was being pretty hateful to him online, like people do, especially with people for whom English might not be your first language. 
So like, I think that was the biggest problem was that a lot of people, myself included, did not realize English wasn't his yeah, first language. Was, I did not know that. He, I'd never heard of this guy. Weird. I had no idea who this dude he was did, when they put him on there. He, and then my first impression was, whoa, this guy is nervous as hell. He does broadcasts for uh, ESPN and Espanol. And I think he has done uh, like uh, Spanish football broadcasts before. And if you guys, if you, if you are listening to this, uh, or if either of you ever have the chance to listen to a football broadcast in Spanish, uh, if you're overseas or if you are somewhere like in California that gets the channels or whatever, do it. Watch it. It is always – I mean even if you can't understand the language, it is so much better. Uh, like yeah. it is more exciting. Uh, even if you like translates well, translates super well. And you always know pretty much exactly what they're saying. Like it's, it's kind of obvious why soccer is so exciting down there. Cause if they get those broadcasters all the oh, time, yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. I wish we could have that kind of energy. Yeah. But I, yeah, I so we get Jim Nance and, uh, yeah. Joe Buck. Lord. Whose voice actually goes down when something exciting happens. I, I, I noticed that. It's fucking down. insane, right? It's so weird. Shit. He's more excited about three-yard gains. Just like, and David Johnson goes up the middle for three yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Johnson, he breaks off to the outside. Oh, he's still going. Oh, oh, David Johnson's down to about the 20. Oh, hey, Troy, you okay with it? And David Johnson's in the end zone. Uh, touchdown, Carter. <laughs> yep. So fucking. Or he does that up. fake, that fake joke. Like every, he's been trying to interject um, excitement ever since. Yeah. Pro- I think obviously since his uh, infamous Super Bowl Tyree catch call, where yeah. he's, he got nothing but fair flack for being incredibly dry Boring. and nothing for that. He's been trying to inject fake enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and it's almost worse. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, look at the touchdown! Ah, you could just tell he's forcing it. Yeah, and he's not. There's no excitement there whatsoever, and he's going against his too. instincts. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to imagine Joe Buck calling the miracle on ice. Yeah, no, thank you. Please. I'd rather not <laughs> do that ever. Just Joe Buck calling all these infamous sports moments. Everyone would have forgotten it. Should We should make a – I mean, that's something that we could do for kissing Ivanka Trump. I could do a, I could oh, do yeah. a Joe Buck. We could all do a Joe Buck and have him call infamous sports moments. Oh, yeah. Some uh, the Cubs have won the World Series for the first time in 108 years. What a great day for Chicago. Oh, it looks like the Cavs and the Warriors are still tied down here late in the fourth quarter. And that was an amazing block by James. Good for him. The score continues to be tied. <laughs> oh uh, That's really good. Ky- Kyrie really steps good. back and he hits a three. Uh, so the Cavs are now up by three with just about a minute to go. Um, the ball is going back and forth. Uh, LeBron go- goes up for do- He is fouled. So he'll go to the line. <laughs> Um, everything is on the line here, everybody. Like this is. And this now is let's turn to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We're gonna start with the M's tonight. Mm, yes, yes, that's that's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> great moments in sports history, as uh, as recited, as called as by Joe ruined Buck. by Joe yeah, Buck, as ruined by Joe Buck, as ruined by Joe Buck. What else could Joe Buck? really ruined what oh, are some other fantastic well humanity. many sports moments he actually has ruined unfortunately yeah. yes that's true like mm. did he call the whole 2004 red sox alcs come from behind i think he did i, I feel like he, he ruined did. a bunch of those moments it's did. possible but i feel like he fits baseball yeah his, his tone kind of fits baseball well, because because he he can get his excited, dad did baseball didn't he? right like but he can only get excited for about a half second at a time so if someone socks a dinger he can kind of either and that one's gone and and then then we're back to there which is pretty much what (laughs) baseball is right i mean it's not the best calls like hawk harrelson the best thing about him is that he's like but but if someone breaks off a run at the 20 he's gonna lose interest by the 35 right jesus christ it's like oh look at those i think there might have been an illegal block in the back there oh man look at Look at the. Uh, He'll be asleep before they get in the end zone. The tight end. He's just he's just sitting there like picking dandelions. What's going on? And the Bills line up to kick a field goal. Uh, Scott Norwood's been pretty accurate <laughs> over the course of the season. Um, 
it, this is for the game. Uh, the kick is up, and it appears to be wide right. Uh, so it appears the Giants have won the Super Bowl. Uh, congratulations, New York. Uh, it's probably a bummer for the Bills, who have tried really hard, but they'll probably be back. The pass is up, and uh, wow, it's 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 a Hail Mary. It looks like there's a bunch of people in the end zone. A lot of a lot of green jerseys, a lot of uh, a lot of navy blue jerseys. Oh, it looks like both of them caught the ball at the same time. Imagine that. Yeah, I, I was watching like a bunch of like incredible sports moments the other day, and it's amazing how many of them are ruined by just people like like how are you not getting excited? Do you, by do you this? remember? I think the worst one of these was um, uh, the catch. Well, I guess you can't call it the catch, but Odell Beckham's catch. Yes. Oh, really? I kind of well, like Chris that Collins one. because in the moment, I don't think Chris Collinsworth maybe it was such a like a good play that he didn't. Really, but I like the fact that he was shocked that he caught yeah, it. Yeah, that, like he his was like, excitement was the that? best part of that call. It was just yeah. like, did he catch that? Wow! Yeah. Like it was yeah. genuinely really excited. That's one moment I thought Joe Buck could have ruined it. I thought actually, kind maybe of I'm misremembering because I thought that he was like very nonchalant about it at first. Oh, no, no that he, was like, actually one of the replay, and then he was like, oh my god, he caught it. Um, I think I he was just – he called like uh, – I, I mean, shot. he doesn't call anything because uh, Michael's calls like yeah, – the, they, they didn't right, realize yeah. he caught it at yeah, first okay, that would because they saw the flag and the interference. And they're like, oh, there's a flag down. And then I hear Chris Collinsworth goes, did he catch that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my I God, I think he caught that. And, it, yeah, I, that's honestly Chris Collinsworth's best moment even for me. It, it I is, hate him. Like he's genuinely really excited about that's it. That's fair. I guess I'll need to watch I think, that. Yeah, I think it initially was like a pretty lackluster call just because Al Michaels thought, just assumed yeah. the ball had been dropped and it was just going to be a pass yeah. interference. And then he's, and then Odell gets up and starts going like, yeah, I caught it. And everyone just starts losing their mind. What really surprised me is the crowd didn't sound that loud. Yeah, right, yeah. But maybe that's just the... It's, probably, it's the good broadcast. sound mixing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess, yeah. It's, it's good sound. You can't really judge it sound by the broadcast. Yeah, you really can't. Oh, I, I know another good moment that Joe Buck would have made terrible. Nancy Kerrigan appears to be coming out oh, to uh, do her run. Oh, she seems to be sitting down. <laughs> What's going on mm. out there? Nancy Kerrigan Why? seems to be uh, her. I, I don't know. Well, anyway, tune into Animation Domination <laughs> uh, right after this broadcast on Fox. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan Frank appears Caliendo. to be down. <laughs> we'll be doing a Tanya Harding impersonation. <laughs> oh, gonna need to like get in the booth and uh and start recording some of these joe buck calls uh yep. <laughs> calls famous um sporting moments listeners of the podcast please tweet at us uh famous sports moments you'd like to hear us do impressions of joe buck ruining no, no bummers though no bummers though i don't want to because because the next one i thought of was like the dale Earnhardt crash and then i got very sad <laughs> Oh yeah! Please don't send us nine eleven or something like that. Yeah, let's keep it. Uh, you know, I probably should have meant, shouldn't have mentioned that. Actually, I think I just I might have given people bad ideas. Let's keep it a great sports. Moments. Yeah, great sports, great sports moments, moments. Not great wonderful sports yeah. moments that just reinvigorate our love for sports mm-hmm. when we watch mm-hmm. them. But Joe Buck would ruin. looks like uh, Mark Sanchez lined up. And uh, the Stanford band would be. Oh, good. that's that'd be great. That'd actually be really good. Because that was a great yeah. call. Too. Yeah, that's true. The guy like went crazy when the band was out in the that's field. That's very true. That's very very true. Alabama comes onto the field oh, for man. the uh, go ahead kick. Um, it looks appears to be short. Uh, Chris Davis takes it out of the end zone. He looks like he's going up the uh, left sideline there. Oh, it doesn't look like anyone's going to catch him. It looks like Auburn's going to win the the Iron Bowl. And uh, Auburn good job. wins. The and game. Auburn wins the game. What we'll do you think, you Troy? Troy's like, oh, I, I agree with you, Joe. Stay tuned for two and a half men. <laughs> yep. They definitely won the game. Back to you, Joe. <laughs> uh, Mark Sanchez gets a snap. Oh, and he's going to take it himself. Looks like uh, looks like he's running to his offensive uh, lineman there. And he appears to have lost the ball. his face is between his ass his cheeks. His face is nestled uh, ever so lovingly between the ass cheeks of his center there. And... Uh, Looks like the ball. Joe came Buck would loose. say nestled. Nestled. Joe Buck. Joe Buck wouldn't say nestled. Nestled. S- squished uh, ever so <laughs> lovingly. Uh, is is cradled, um, sandwiched between 
Yeah, how would Joe Buck call the butt fumble? Hmm. Sanchez appears. Did he call the Sanchez? butt fumble? No, yeah, that was that was great. Oh, Michaels and oh, that was Michaels, yeah. Like that, that was that was one of my moments where I didn't like Chris Collinsworth because Al Michaels knew exactly yeah. what happened. Just like looks like he ran into the back end of his lineman. Yeah. Chris Collinsworth just he's trying to like do everything he can to make it not obvious right. what and happens. He's like Vince Wilfork pushes uh, the Jets lineman into Mark Sanchez. Right. Like no, no, Mark Sanchez ran into the butt. Yeah. Collinsworth, shut up. No. I think Collinsworth just didn't realize what a magical moment he just witnessed. I, I, yeah. I think a lot of us didn't realize no, just how important this I, would be in football did history. Did you watch that moment live? Yeah. I think I, did. I definitely did, and I didn't. I mean, I, I can tell you that I didn't realize it at the time, how special and wonderful it would be. Uh, you know, yeah, I was I was laughing at the fact that they ran back the touchdown. Yeah. And we're like, wow, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. And, it, and then, like, you watch the replay a few more times, and you're starting to realize – Wait, he ran into his butt. Well, even then, I don't think we got a really good shot of it until, like, the next day. Like, a real close-up where you could see his face hitting the butt, snapping back, and then the ball coming out. I think that close-up like was... like the Zapruder to, film yeah, of right. butt fumbles. Yeah, the Criterion collection of it. Uh, yeah, it was it magical. Was magical. It, was, it was magical. One of the greatest moments in sports history, I would yes. say. Yes. Yes, uh, definitely one of the greatest moments in like modern sports. And history. possibly the only one you could say that about where the person involved in it looks awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what makes it play so great. Is it's so unique. Yeah. Like plenty of people do great things and become memorable, but no one becomes memorable so memorable for doing something so ridiculous. Well, right, and it wasn't even like it's not. Um, it's not like a Buckner situation either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, it's not heartbreaking. It's not, it, it didn't like. Yes, exactly. Like you feel bad for Buckner. You don't feel, you feel bad, bad for, for Well, and even like. Or Leonard or Sanchez. I keep confusing the two guys. You don't like, it's just fucking fun. It, it was, I think it was a regular season game, right? It, and, it was a Thanksgiving yeah. game. Okay, yeah. yeah, fucking. And they were already bad, I think. Like just whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just this, this beautiful thing that everyone can take joy in even if you are a Jets fan you can laugh at that you can laugh at your own team if I were a Jets fan I'd take super pride yeah for sure that's my team my team did the butt fumble my quarterback did the butt fumble no one could claim no one can that. claim that no one can complain that their quarterback ran into the ass of one of their own linemen dropped the ball and the other team scored a touchdown no one can no. ever claim that probably no. forever i think that'd be safe we've had say. some near misses before and we're always like is this going to be the next butt fumble and then it's like becomes clear nothing that, will no. ever top it no. like that's the problem no. we're looking for the next butt fumble the problem is you shouldn't be looking for the next butt <laughs> fumble you have to be waiting for the next unique yeah. moment that you're not expecting well, there was the butt catch there wasn't a butt interception but in the super bowl there was the butt catch Edelman did the butt catch. That wasn't the. Was that the Super Bowl? I thought. I think that was like, the Super Bowl. What do you, I thought this was a. The butt catch was Gary Barnage's weird catch. Oh, there were two. two That's right. Gary, ago. Gary Barnage caught it like literally between his thighs, but Edelman had a catch that he like. Like fucking. Like stabilized, I guess, with his ass, and that was fun, but. Nothing. It's not. Yeah, no. It was going to be like. The pro- you can't – you're just searching for the same glory of what the next will be. Yeah. But the fact is the great next moment comes because you're not expecting yep. and it. And if – Like that, that's the reason a hit happens is because you don't know you want it mm-hmm. until it's and there. if you're looking too so hard for it, we it'll want, miss you. Yeah. We, we want another butt fumble moment, but it's not going to happen because we want mm-hmm. it. We didn't want a butt fumble when the butt fumble happens. This is, and then the butt fumble happened. We didn't know we wanted it. Well, this is the it. thing. And this is this is where we can bring this show back to something that's very universal. And, uh, you know, I like I like kind of uh, leaving the show or like when, when we get close to the ending, having something that's a little bit universal. It's, it's a lot like love, you know? If you're out there like, lo- like actively looking for the perfect person for you, you know, you'll you'll look over the people who are actually the perfect people for you. So don't don't look for yeah. the next butt fumble. Maybe the thing that's right for let the butt fumble happen. Let the butt fumble happen to you. Let the butt fumble happen to you and be open. Don't to butt seek fumbles. out the butt. Yeah, 
let the butt hit you. Yes, absolutely. Abs- and that's see, that's where Mark Sanchez went wrong. And welcome it with open arms. Welcome it with open arms. Just dive head first right into that butt once it once it spreads itself to you. There could not be a more poetic ending for this podcast. <laughs> I think I think we did kind of nail it, huh? <laughs> I think I think we nailed it. So Stu Scott Buyas, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for uh, reinvigorating KSK yes, as KIT Kit. Yep, I'm so excited to have it back and uh, looking forward to all that we're going to do. And thank you guys for having me on. Anytime. So when we uh, get everything involved and like, how can we start refollowing all of the site and like you and how can we keep track of everything that's happening? Well, I am actually, uh, like last year, I wasn't really doing any tweeting, but I've sort of gotten back into it. So I'm on Stu Scott Booyas, at Stu Scott Booyas. And for the website, um, just follow Kissing Ivanka, reason. Sam. You can follow me on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs, on Twitter at Sam Grizzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S. Um, and uh, I guess at KissingIvankaTrump.com, too. There you go. Yeah. Dave. I'm Dropplay Dave Repoggio. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at the Dropplay Comic, on Patreon, on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, and of course on thedropplay.com. Please let us know what amazing sports moments you would love to hear ruined by our bad Joe Buck impressions, and we will see you next week. <laughs>